Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh god, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd. Well, I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck. How absurd. I never disrobe before gunplay. How absurd. It's a bunch of just silly bullshit, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, mine mostly is, too. But that works for us here because uh, welcome everyone Yay! to <laughs> Caging Greatness, the show where we discuss the films. <laughs> it's almost like the Doppler effect of just canon. The show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage and how, and this is very relevant to this episode, oh, yeah. Thomas Jefferson was a massive prick. Uh, I, of course, am your host. Justin, also known as Shimmy. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to apologize for the audio issues last week. That was my fault for wheezing into the mic because of this sinus infection. Hopefully, we'll avoid that this episode. And if not, (laughs) well, fuck. I will say, I did listen to that episode, and I feel like... uh, I got hit the hardest out of that one. <laughs> I would have dealt with all the wheezing in the world, but everything that I said sounded... It's because of that... God, I love that mic to death. It is not obviously not a podcast mic. No. I'm no, going it, to fix was, that in the very near future, by the way. It was your mic. But um, it sounded like I was literally in a tin can. Yeah, well, I mean, you were... <laughs> your volume was pretty low anyway compared yeah. to the rest of us, so it just it didn't work well. But, yeah, it was it was unpleasant. But, you know, we got through it, and it, it was all still Still a really audible. good episode. Yeah, I mean, you could still hear really everything. Good episode. And I'm telling you, I heard the raw files. That wheezing, <laughs> it was so much worse. Really? Yeah, it was it was bad. Because well, I was, I was <laughs> whatever, right up in the mic. It was so, not good. Uh, take it uh, however you will. I didn't notice it while we were recording. So, yeah. But I know the mic probably did. Yeah, no, because, I, I, yeah, I was just, I was too close to the mic. Um, that's my fault. Anyway, here we are on Cage and Greatness. Bro. All good, bro. And uh, as always, I have my erstwhile co-hosts recently returned from a documentary <laughs> on the ongoing practice of torturing new recruits at the famed Cardinals baseball team. A documentary is called Hazing Arizona. Uh, to my right, we have Jonathan. <laughs> Hi. And I only got one message for our audience. Uh-oh. You think you have a 50-50 chance against me. But what you fail to consider is I have one pants shitted, hogs cranked, Deborah left, Peter built gassed, asked wiped, lips, <laughs> lips own bottom text. 
Did you write that? Did that come from your brain? What in the ever-loving fuck just happened? I need answers. I don't like this. Jonathan has now turned purple. They are laughing uncontrollably now. I love how Jonathan popped so hard for the run That was great, though. I mean... I appreciates it. Mm. <laughs> oh no! I broke the mic. Now uh, we cannot oh, go okay, on so without oh, a microphone no. getting detached to, from something. Now to ruin terrible. that last five minutes by explaining the bit, uh, <laughs> I, I saw one of those like parody posts of like those like boomer memes with like Sam Elliott's face, but it said what I'd said. Like the pants shit. <laughs> like from the Big Lebowski, like that. Yeah. Uh, Good Thank lord! You. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we got we got a story for you after we talk about the movie. Remind can us. We, later. Can we finish the intro? Yeah, yes, first. we can. A- we after can. you do the intro, you can tell the story. <laughs> no, no, no. Cut <laughs> it. Who else is here? Oh. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Otto, how you doing, bud? Uh, yeah, it's me. He didn't think it was funny, but uh, Yeah, it's me, uh, Pat, who gets crippled with laughter over the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. Oh, I... <laughs> it's canon, and since I keep forgetting to do my bit, we're here to, we're here to figure out if this is a good Nick Cage movie or a bad Nick Cage movie. <laughs> I'll keep it simple on that one. Oh, God. And I already popped open my beer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Already, we haven't even gone off the rails. There's just no rails to be No, we haven't even built them yet. Yeah. But we can always get back on the rails. And we we will. We will. This is the new and improved Caging Greatness, where we actually try to talk about the thing that we're here to talk about. Fucking version 2.0. Also, real quick, want to make a quick shout out to our friend, nicknamed Ebob, who uh, E-Bob. a complained about the Raising Arizona show, <laughs> as mentioned previously, uh, but also b was the person who bought our right to bear arms design. Hell yeah! So uh, he actually he he messaged me and said, "Ah, oh, you complained that I was complaining, but you didn't say that I bought your shirt." I said, "Well, it's because I don't get the information of the people who purchase our shit." That would be a breach of data, I think. Yeah. But now that we know. Yeah, now that we know. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And we <laughs> hope you enjoy the rest of yes, the and, show. And also, a quick note about these tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness shirts. Yep. And all the tpublic designs. When you wash them, you want to turn them inside out to protect the design. That goes for any shirt that has a screen printed logo or anything on the front. Yes. Because that will protect the design. They're not, they're like, it's an instruction on most tags. Uh, and especially for certain types of printing, uh, like the type used in T Public, or like on your Nick Cage shirt that you have, Canon. Yeah. Um, you want to make sure you turn those inside out before you wash them. Uh, you can also hang them to dry. I hear that helps also. But yeah, I've, I've turned all my stuff inside out uh, and in the dryer, and it seems fine. I just use a low heat. And uh, so yeah, just just quick PSA for any of you that buy our merchandise at tpublic.com slash user slash cage. This has rates. been your merchandise care minute. <laughs> right. But the thing is, you say it's on the back of the tag, but that requires reading. Yes. And reading yes, it does. squares. Is, well, well in, interestingly enough, um, that cage shirt that I bought, I have purchased, I mean, not a sponsor, a lot of shirts from Ripped Apparel. Mm-hmm. Like, I've purchased many a shirts from them. You know, they've got some good stuff on there. Granted, um, 
I've no, I, I know that those shirts need to be inside out when you wash them. I don't really follow that rule often, but I find it baffling that the first one I get, the last one I got, was that cage shirt, and then one wash, and it's just, it's not completely destroyed, but it's definitely got some damage to it. It does give it that distressed look that's so yeah. popular among the kids these days, though. I, I guess so. I guess you really can't tell from far away, but I know. Because yeah, even so like, that's the only thing that matters. I pretty <laughs> much wear exclusively pro wrestling tees, uh, t-shirts, because I love wrestling. And same. I got a bunch of shirts. And We're they, both wearing wrestling-related shirts that are in the same fucking color scheme, right, too. Right, right. You've got the, what is that, the, the Demo the, God, the Jericho God. Yeah, and I've got yes. my classic clobbering time CM Punk shirt. Both pro wrestling tees. Yeah, and actually, you know, yesterday was the, 20, <laughs> or the, the what, the 10th anniversary of the Pipe Bomb promo? I believe I yes. so, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, like, even these, <laughs> it's not the first wash, but it's several washes in. They do start to, even when you turn them inside out, they'll start to, to chip a little bit. They'll fade. That's just character, the way of though. things. Yeah, it is character. So little cracks in it and whatnot. I actually kind of dig that. Yeah, like, my uh, my Cactus Jack shirt has a couple little moth holes around the tummy area. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to replace it eventually, but it's still fine. I still need Might a use good, that for a Foley cosplay or something. I still need a good OG Cactus Jack shirt. Yeah, I know he sells them. Yeah, yeah they're on really pro wrestling tees. I'm pretty sure. It's funny though. Like strangely enough, I bought a pro wrestling tee CM Punk shirt at Hot Topic, and I and it was like buy like buy one get two free like bargain rack they had right. Huh. So I bought them, and you know I took a gamble. I knew like Hot Topic shirts, the XLs, they still run a little snug on. Uh, a guy with a front butt like mine, mm. so uh, I bought that uh, pipe bomb shirt, and it's funny enough. This was like what t- a couple of weeks before the anniversary of the pipe bomb, and I put it on when we are in Birmingham, and it it looked like you put a fucking ham in some pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like seeing plump, more like it. Just <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, you guys dropped a bunch of our like car, podcast cards up there. Oh man, yeah. I fucking put them everywhere. We put them in the elevator. We <laughs> put them uh, on the table. On we tables. put them in like picture frames. <laughs> to any new listeners uh, who might be from Magic City Con, hello, hello, welcome. We will get to the movie any minute now. Promise. Yes. In fact, we're gonna do it right now. <laughs> we had that side thing to make sure that you take care of your merchandise. And all of your shirts, especially those bought at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. And if you did, in fact, find one of those cards at Magic City Con, please leave a comment. Let us know. If you found those deep, soothing eyes of Nick Cage floating about in Birmingham (laughs) that particular weekend, let us know. Drop us a comment on Facebook, on Instagram. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app because that's a review. Just don't cuss on it because they won't show up. And we can't read them on the show. Sorry, friend of the show, Joe. Um... Yeah. So, also, right. if you're any uh, authority member who found those cards at Magic City Con, uh, don't listen. It yeah, wasn't us. Like, that was uh, that was all you can hear. Yeah. Uh, they left <laughs> we are actually Men in Black, and we have neuralizers. Please <laughs> stare into this light bulb yes. on this non-video podcast. Yeah. Right. Actually, it just, it just blinks everybody's memory. Shit, I didn't put on my sunglasses. Ah! Oh, shit, I forgot my Who mom's. are you people? I forgot my mom's birthday. What are we doing here? Uh, fun stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, if you're listening to this on the day it releases, or the day after it releases, or up to four days after it releases, uh, this episode is our special Independence Day episode. It's not about Independence Day. It is about National Treasure. Actually, one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Really? really? Legitimately. It's it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's like adventure I really enjoy it. 
so as we usually do, I'm not going to say always because fuck, there's no river long enough doesn't contain a bend. That's not the point. <laughs> as we usually do, uh, we'll go around. Everybody gives a rating, just a brief review, and then we'll get into the meat of the movie, right? The meat. Yeah, we're, we're going to bury our heads into the um, fetid guts of this movie. We're just going to grab grab the meat of it and just go... Men and just like take those potatoes and dip them in the meat dripping since... What's taters, precious? Potatoes! Taters! Boil them, mash them, stick them in the stew. I love the scared slash incredulous way Gollum says taters in that movie. Oh, so fun. What is taters? Precious. <laughs> so, Gollum. <laughs> yes, precious. Don't make me take back my promise I made to you. Wait, what? That that cannon with white standing Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. You need to watch it. Like, I'll watch it with you. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's do a day. Like, we if got- we get to Fellowship of the Ring and you're just like, this is just is not my bag. Yeah, no. Because, like, yeah. historically, that's the one I watched and was like, this is not my bag. But... But that was a long time ago. So I would say halfway through Two Towers. Yeah, once like, like Helm's Deep starts yeah. and shit. Yeah. If you get to the second disc of Two Towers and you still don't care, that's where you need to jump off. But we're still going to watch the rest. You Damn can right. Just, like, wait. I want to be here for that. I've got 13 hours on a Sunday. Let's do it. Let's go. Anywho. <laughs> National uh, Treasure. National Treasure. Um, I really like this movie. It's. I, I don't know if I have anything profound to say about it. I do have a couple hot takes, but, like, I don't know. It's a really, like, fucking solid movie. Like, nothing amazing, but nothing, like, horrible. Gave it three and a half stars. And honestly, who needs Uncharted movie? We got this. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Nathan Drake, more like Nathan Fake. Mm-hmm. Waka waka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, what about you? Oh, well, uh... I enjoyed myself. It was like uh, what we said. It's just it's a fun, solid uh, adventure movie. Like nothing like hair raising, but it's still engaging. Uh, and, uh, I lost my train of thought. No, but uh, it, it's a, it's a good time. It, it, it just it definitely feels like this is like perfect family adventure movie. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing anybody can enjoy. Uh, we don't get like. The raging cage in it, but that's okay. He's still good at in an in understated role. I gave it three and a half stars. Nice. And there are a couple moments where he goes full cage, just like one or two. Or at least like half like, caught cage. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's the movie is like a really awesome D and D campaign that goes on a little too long. Because uh, I, I think I think it's a little bloated. <laughs> Yeah. But we'll I mean, it's not that. the end of the world, but yeah. like, right? Know. That's knowing. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That 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 that. Wow, that's galaxy brain joke right there. That yeah. worked on multiple levels. I'm pretty great. Cannon can't cage his greatness. Can't do it. <laughs> I said the thing. <laughs> no, said the thing. I said the thing. Um, I actually saw this movie way back when in 2004 when it hit theaters. Apparently it came out the day after my birthday in 2004. I don't know if I saw it directly after my birthday. Probably did because Grenada, there's nothing to fucking do there but go to that shitty theater that they had. <laughs> but anyway, um, I like I enjoyed it then. I've seen it um, on TV and movie channels like at least a handful of times since and it's been a long time since I've seen it and uh, like like Justin said it's 
It's very like a lighthearted uh, feel to an action movie. I mean, it is an action movie, like action, like yeah. light. But um, uh, I. There's a lot of things I noticed about it on on this viewing that I never picked up on like other times, but uh, strangely enough, I also gave it three and a half stars. Okay. And Nick Cage's performance, I will say, he he does do a good job on on the Cajun greatness curve of performances. I I actually really dug his stuff in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, are we going to brush past the fact that like. Cannon was talking British there for like five seconds and then eased back in. Wait, I did? Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you also, did. also, okay, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm not uh, crazy because uh, if y'all had turned to me and said, what the fuck, I would have had an existential crisis. Also, fuck right on off. I still want an Uncharted movie. And I know what's happening and I just don't want it to suck. Even though I, I it's probably it, going to suck. I hope it doesn't I suck. don't want it to suck, though. It, it's, it's, it's just going to be a little twink adventure, Tom Holland stumbling around in the dirt, and Mark Wahlberg not having a mustache. I so, mean, so he better have a fucking mustache in this fucking movie, at least in one frame of the goddamn thing. Or can we just, like, get rid of Mark Wahlberg because he's kind of a douche? Maybe. Maybe yes. Maybe no. Maybe fuck yourself. Also, play Uncharted. Uncharted is a really Uncharted series, especially the second game. The second game is very poggers. I still need to play that. Any of them? or Yeah, I never played any of them. The Uncharted series is probably my favorite game series of all time. Yeah. It, it, like, they're, they're legit good. I guess, at least in the actual adventure genre, yeah. I suppose, my favorite. Yeah, people will complain. It's like playing a movie and... My point is, that's the point. God, those cutscenes are great, though. Yeah. God, they're fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> I still watch them even when I play them again. <clears throat> it's fair. For the most part. I mean, I have them. The, they were like a PlayStation Store thing for the whole set. It was all free. I've got them. I just hadn't gotten around to it. Oh, man. <clears throat> most definitely recommend. But National Treasure. Uh, there you go. <laughs> doing your gimmick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I really love National Treasure. I really love that Cannon slipped into a British accent for about five seconds. That I immediately forgot, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like... <laughs> well, I guess I want to do it. Right, well... And then, right, like, well. That just does... You slipped back into it, like... Yeah. No, it was, like, it was super eased into, like, it was like... Yeah, no, that's what I've been saying, mate, you know, and, uh, yeah, and then you come right back out of it. Like not Australian? Beat. I mean, it was a little cockney. <laughs> I, th- I think he got... Oh, no, I'm not talking about not. the fucking movie. No, God, God. <laughs> Frank, where, where'd you come from? No, so I'm yeah, in the corner of I was on. thinking Cannon just got, got overshadowed by a uh, local boy victim, Colin Firth. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we Wait, have shit what? on Colin Firth. <laughs> we like bully Colin Firth on a couple episodes, dude. <laughs> Wait, what? We, you were there for that. Yeah. You, don't, you don't remember that bit where we, we like boy Colin Firth? Yeah. We, like we, I, it's like a haze of a memory. <laughs> I wonder why. The name of a shapeless fear. <laughs> Justin. Yes. What did you think of the movie? <laughs> well, Kenan, I think it was really good. I gave it four and a half stars Ooh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I really like this movie. Yeah? It's, it's a fun adventure romp. 
You know, there are a lot of like action adventure movies that are thrillers that like get your heart pumping, but not in a good way. Like you're anxious for the main character, or maybe that's just me and my mental illness. I don't know. But at no point in this movie am I ever worried about anything going on because it's a Disney action adventure movie, and mm-hmm. those are some of the best. It's just fun. You know, it's a romp. That's the best way to describe it. It's a romp. You don't ever have to worry about something going wrong because you just focus on the fun, right? Nothing you, bad happens to you in a Disney. No, movie. like you're everybody's gonna be fine. <laughs> Bull Even, Sean I mean, Bean. if you're a fucking parent, no. See, they, yeah. it always happens before the movie starts. Yeah, like uh, if you if you make it out of the first five minutes, you're fine. Like even if Sean Bean survived this. Yep. Like that right there should tell you Sean Bean surviving a like, movie. Straight up, nobody dies in this right. movie. <laughs> so, uh, well, one person died. One person. Yeah, one guy who fell. Oh himself. well, Sean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. He's Fake oh. Cesaro fell to his death. <laughs> But yeah, I gave it four and a half stars. I like on a ten a ten star scale, this would have been probably a seven and a half or an eight. But on a five star scale, I feel like four is not good enough. Like four and a half for me. I really like this movie. Yep. Yeah, I've I've always remembered enjoying it. Yeah, I mean it's just fun. It's inoffensive, you know. Um, not like in a in a uh, you know politically correct way, but just like it doesn't overwhelm you at any point. It's just a good, solid movie. It's just like a warm blanket of a movie. Yeah, it's a comfort movie. That's all they set out to make, and they did phenomenal. It's like the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Also, what was this movie rated? Uh, it, it has to be like, no more than a PG. Also, yeah, like, I don't think it's PG-13. They, yeah. they didn't like, cuss Because for anything. some reason, in my brain, it's PG-13, but like the long on, I was like, I don't think there's anything in this movie that would warrant it to be a PG-13. It had to have been PG. Like, I don't well, think- I mean, if, if it was PG-13, it was only that for marketing reasons. Yeah, just, probably. Yeah, because like I was thinking about it, because like Pirates of the Caribbean, like that was like the first one that I can remember was like, oh, holy shit, it's a Disney movie that's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, because like, there's like violence and kind of like spooky shit in it, and like kind of titties, kind of titties. There's kind of titties in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, well, like Keira Knightley has like her, her boobs all mashed up in, in the bodice. National Treasure is a PG movie. Okay, yeah. that, that yeah, makes, makes sense. sense. Lots of bullets, no blood. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody gets shot, really. But. And the lighting is just like the West Wing. <laughs> and Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl is a PG-13 movie. Yep. Oh, edgy. Oh, wow. They, that was the year said, before said, this movie? Or Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> I think so, yeah. This was two, This was 04, if I remember correctly. Yeah, correct. it was about this. Because like, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 was like 2008. And yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean 1 was like around 2004. Yeah, I want to say it's 2004. Uh, so the movie opens yes. with the last surviving signer of the Declaration of Independence dying on his way to tell a secret about the treasure. A secret. And what I appreciated about a lot of this movie is that the historical accuracy is, is actually pretty good, aside from the crazy the conspiracy yeah, the, the, the conspiracy theory shit. But like the dates are accurate. And that's important to me because the dates of things are important because that's when they fucking happen, which reminds me of my least favorite commercial in the world, and I'm going to tell you about it now. Are you ready? Okay. <clears throat> it's a Bacardi commercial. You okay. know, like the, 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 rum. the rum. Bacardi commercial. And it opens, uh, and it has a, a soldier, a 1901 soldier, because okay. the little tag on it, he says 1901, and he's like, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, we were in Cuba for the revolution, and they showed us how to do rum and coke, right? I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he means. Yeah. 
But in 1901, Theodore Roosevelt was the goddamn president of the United States, depending on when it is, because McKinley got shot and died while Teddy was uh, vice president. The War of Cuba, like, Roosevelt was gone by 1899. He was mayor of New York, right? So all they had to do, all they had to fucking do, Bacardi, is Google the goddamn dates. But instead, they put 1901. I was with Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders. No, the fuck you weren't unless you were hanging out in the White House, you ass. It makes me angry. <laughs> now, see, the only reason Jimmy's angry is that because, like, his fandom for Teddy Roosevelt. If it I, was any other either president, like, fuck I, that bitch. I, no, like, if it was any date, I would be mad. Not as mad, but I would be mad. But you're right. I do love me some Teddy Roosevelt. I really do. I love how you, a card-carrying member of the Straight Edge Society... Is the first thing you start talking about is a fucking booze commercial. <laughs> Look, I get why you told the story though, but you got to see the irony. There. I do. I don't care if other people drink. I don't drink. I enjoy Coca Cola, but it's great. Uh, I'm definitely not going to ever recommend or support any alcohol company that can't bother to fucking Wikipedia a yeah. date. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if the alcohol company gives to like homophobic charities. It's like if they don't know their goddamn dates, fuck them. Does Bacardi do that? No, I was just making a point. Okay. Because like, I, I haven't looked into it farther than that one commercial and then my unyielding rage. I will say, I have to say this before we continue. Did anyone notice who played the young Thomas Gates who got the secret message at the very beginning of the movie? Kid looked familiar. Jason Earls. You said that like we should have gone ooh and ah. I know, but it was, it was that kid who was like Hannah Montana's best friend the guy who's been playing a kid, and even though he's been born, he was born in 1977. It's this kid. I'm sorry. No one can see this but us, but him. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, I, wait. no, he's the guy who played her brother. Huh. No, like, that was young Thomas Gate at the very beginning of the film. No, no, but, but he, he played... Oh, that was a brother? I didn't watch the show. Yeah, he played her <laughs> brother. But yeah, like, your, to your point, like, he was in, like, his 30s when he played, like, a... It's 18 year old in that show. Also, in my new huh. segment where Canon finds shield actors in other properties. That does seem to happen a lot. <laughs> Canon is just like a whip at just like detecting like obscure <laughs> character actors. I am. I'm pretty good at that shit. He, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he played uh, that little uh, skinhead neo Nazi in that uh, Vic Mackey interrogated in that one episode. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. The one with the stuff and the things? Yeah, the stuff and the things. The stuff yeah. and the things. But I saw that, and I was just like, wait a minute, that's that fucking guy. And I looked it up, and it was that fucking guy. Well, I the thing is, like, You can with, find him on Twitter, at that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Internally, I'm doing the same thing you're doing, but for, like, characters in Mulholland Drive, I've just been seeing them so much. They're in The Shield. They're in this movie. I'm like, Why? I can't escape this movie. Well, I noticed uh, two guys. <clears throat> One of the FBI agents was Mark Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was loose from Supernatural. Yep. He was uh, Jacob on Lost. He was the hitman in Mulholland Drive. And then the older black security guard uh, for the Declaration of Independence also played the not Jamaican butler in Wedding Crashers. Yes. And also, and I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me, but the surprise motherfucker from De- <laughs> Dexter. Yeah, I was like, is that the same guy? Holy it shit, is. it's the same it guy. Because I looked up the cast beforehand, and I was like, wait, he's in it? Where? And then I was like, oh, there he is. Whoop, there he is. Whoop, there he is. 
sorry. Uh, and now everybody I, in this table will now receive a no prize. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. And let me talk about Picardi for five minutes. No, that was a solid like two and a half minute I know, I know. But I can keep going if you want me to. Hey, we can talk about stupid commercials later. That's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm game. Stay tuned for after the credits. <laughs> after for more commercial post show where we talk about dumb ass commercials. Right. Uh, so you know how in a different Nicolas Cage movie, The Rock, the general fan theory and headcanon for even the directors is that he teams up with Sean Connery, who is actually the original James Bond. Yes. Okay. In my headcanon for this, Sean Bean's character is still just 006 Ooh. from GoldenEye, and he survived. Ooh. And now he's... That's like, I, in a past life, I did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was right before you faked your death against Pierce Brosnan. Oh, oh my God. I would like to change my score now. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Aww. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Actually, you know, the GoldenEye video game was my first exposure to Sean Bean. That movie was my first exposure to Sean Bean, I believe. I played the yeah. game before I saw the movie. Like many youngsters at the height of the N64. Oh, yeah. Also, if you were at a party that played GoldenEye and one person chose to play Odd Job exclusively, then yeah. they were a shit. Fuck that guy. Even today, I have a coworker whenever they get together that he plays Odd Job and it's like, oh, it's like, oh no, every character is Frank. No, he, he, this game, this character is explicitly broken. That's why nobody can play as him. Yeah, no. Anyone who plays as Odd Job out there, fuck you. <laughs> and then you, like, they're a whiz at GoldenEye yeah, when they always play at Odd Job. That's bullshit. No, I'm just playing Odd Job with the golden gun. You know what? You go to hell. We're just having fun here, guys. Fuck you. Go to Stop hell it. and you fucking die. <laughs> and plus, like, he's shorter than the rest of them. It, yeah. It, it like there's, yeah. The hitboxes are actually smaller. Ugh. Fucking Odd Job players. Yeah, grievances <laughs> for a 1990s party game. Yeah. yeah. I... I was too young for that. So, National Treasure. Clapper uh, was invented in 2001. Jesus. God damn it. Oh, y'all are never going to let me live that down. No. goddamn right we're not. 2001? 2001. Jeez. When was it again? 83? 84. Oh. Yeah. It was before we were born. Uh, to anyone wanting to hear our thoughts on the movie, uh, we going to have to probably preemptively apologize. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's go. <laughs> this is, well, no, because this is another one of those Raising Arizona situations where it's a really good movie. It's a fun movie. Most people have seen it. We're not going to add anything new to the conversation. Oh, we can squeeze some juice out oh, of it. We're going to talk about it, yeah. but I just think it's <coughs> we're not... Th- we're going to talk about all of our bits during the movie. All said, of our bits. It's probably going to be a shorter episode, and we're probably not going to have a hell of a lot to say about the movie. Uh, but we're trying. I don't know. I got a good bit to say about the movie. Look also, at that. Also, they are, they, are uh, they are still working on the third movie. That really? is confirmed. Yeah. And they're working on a Disney Plus a show? off TV show, yeah, starring a, a young Latin American woman who's trying to find her family history. Yep. So a lot of Facebook is real fucking mad about it. Yeah, because comic resources were kind of shits when they sort of phrased that in a way that was intentionally provocative. Yeah, because even when I saw the headline, I was mad. So I was like, oh, they're doing a show, but there's no Nicolas Cage? What the fuck? That was my response. But then like, you read the article, like, oh, they're still working on the movie. This is a spinoff, not a reboot. Uh, Lead with that. You I was about ass. to say because from what I read, that uh, the third movie was going to have the new character, but now yeah. I know that's a show. So there's, yeah. There are two separate. Na- yeah, they're two national but, treasure projects by the same uh, the same like producers and shit. Uh, but no, comic book resources isn't exactly known as the bastion of fair and balanced reporting. Oh, I mean, it, could, it could be we got this covered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that yeah. being said, I mean, w- with the existence of Disney Plus, why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with that. My biggest issue with it was no Nicolas Cage. 
you know, and like if you're going to do a spinoff show instead of a movie, then the the obvious thing is to get the guy who played Riley, the sidekick, and just have him be the lead guy on the spinoff show. It's, it's National Treasure 2099, and in this future, um, Gates is printed on currency. <laughs> it's Nick Cage's face on money. I mean... You give it five stars just for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm super down for that. I'll wager 100 shocking cages for this right now. Come on. So we still have a loopholes. Come get your sloopals. I'm still not talking about the movie. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, so the movie. Frank's Scruples. unsubscribing right now. <laughs> Well, I'm not there, so they're not talking about the fucking movie. Splart. Uh, so I'll wager 100 Klingons. So Diane Kruger's in this movie, and she, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure her natural accent is very, very, very German. Yeah, because she's German. Right? Very, very German. Yep. And so they, they don't do a huge job disguising that, but they, they cover it by saying she's a Pennsylvania Dutch. Now, I've never met. A Pennsylvania Dutch. So I don't know if they sound German or not. I've never met a singular Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch. Not once. Not one time. I can't believe someone from Pennsylvania and Deutschland has never come to Alabama. I'm just saying. I, I feel like that's like a Midwest like code for like heroin or something. I'm just saying, like, if you hear... I, I want one Pennsylvanian Dutch, please. <laughs> like, if you hear a German accent, your first thoughts are not going to be Pennsylvania or Dutch. So I don't I don't know why they... I mean, I get... Because you can't have a German lady in charge of the Declaration of Independence in a Disney movie. <laughs> that would be sacrilege. People would be pissed. In America, where anybody can be anything, at least in theory, and, and the um, the notion that's been propagated by the nation itself. I can just hear the producers like, well, it's enough she has a vagina. You want her to be foreign, too? In a movie about the Declaration? Yeah. They- we, we can't have a crowd <laughs> looking after the right, Declaration. Just, just, for the, just for the sake of continuity, uh, mm. I just want to ask this, you know, for us and also for the listeners. Sure. Since, you know, this is Cajun Greatness 2.0. It is. You know, in the last episode, uh-huh. we stuck pretty hard to talking about the movie, like, as events happen. Like, right. pretty much the whole film. Yeah. We just skipped straight to mean uh, declaration lady. Right. <laughs> Which is the best description. Like, her character name should have been mean declaration right, that's, lady. That's what it says. In the- <laughs> well, that's because everything between, hey, that kid from Hannah, Montana, and mean declaration lady was, we're on a boat, which goes boom. So, I mean, there's- I, I did think it was funny that when, when they find the, the Charlotte, this, you know, this... I would say rather intact boat that's been sitting in like the Arctic wasteland. Shockingly intact for something that keeps refreezing and unfreezing and refreezing. Yeah, very stable. Like just like perfectly level into. They go yeah. in there and they, and like it's just like pretty like spookily lit, all blue and ghostly, and just like barrel after barrel of pristine, powdery, fluffy gunpowder. Yeah, it was very, very lucky when they were all up there with their metal detectors, and then when the beeps got really beepy, and then they found the one spot that told them exactly what the ship was. Yeah. Like, the perfect spot that was like, it's a Charlotte. It's a Charlotte. Well, to be fair. It's a Charlatan, I tell you. Charlatan. To be fair on that one, though, I wouldn't have expected the rest of the wooden ship to set off the metal detector. 
So no, I I, I just think it's it's, it's just very convenient. Funny. It's very and then, convenient. And then like I don't know how like what time passed, but after they get into it, you remember they come out when they're leaving, and half the fucking boat is exposed. Yeah, like uh, they like, just chipped away at it. <laughs> but like half the fucking boat is exposed. How long were they out there? A while. But it's well, just, clearly they're in you know the Arctic Circle where the sun never sets. Clearly, because <laughs> um, they're, they're they're just like in this. And it in nondescript like Arctic wasteland. No, and, and then um, <laughs> I do love how there's like a good like ten minutes of Nicholas Cage just pontificating all the different meanings of like this like curious script that he finds on like the the handle of a pipe. Mm-hmm. Like this man would get gold in mental gymnastics. Like you yeah. can li- like actually see the gears turning, like the algorithms like, and the algorithms. In the head. And, and then I'm just like. Our, but how are you? Uh, it's movie. Yeah. Now uh, back to the gunpowder, though. I thought the same thing, and I did look this up. Yeah. And from everything I saw, uh, provided the gunpowder was in a dry location, like a ship that clearly hadn't sunk, so it was probably still buoyant. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's sh- there's no temperature issues with lighting gunpowder, so as long as it didn't get like soaking wet and then sat there as mush, it would still light. Yep. So, uh, as far as I can tell from how they set up, the gunpowder going kablooey was not uh, out of the question. I like to add milk to my gunpowder. It reminds me of oatmeal. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, well, Creamy. Almost gravel. Smoky. Yeah. What I like to do is, is take uh, the gunpowder and mix it with the cocaine and then snort that, just like Nicolas Cage in Lord of War. That was the thing that, that, that happened that in Lord a, of War. I'm like, where was that from? I was like, oh, yeah, it was from that movie. Yeah, it was from that movie. It's a thing. It's, it's the only thing, thing that gets him to normal these days. <laughs> Captain Shimmy, you don't do cocaine. You're right. I don't want none part <laughs> of that shit. Allegedly. <laughs> cocaine. My cocaine. The My cocaine. cocaine. And, I, I did, and then we get our first little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say also, because um, Sean Bean is like his, his, like his pal, his, uh, you know, his uh, counterpart in this whole expedition. And I did love how um, just... He just makes his job so much harder for himself. It's like, I'm going to betray you now, 20 minutes into this movie, and just sort of just follow along with you trying to catch up for the next hour and 45 minutes. Oh, well, I mean, he's definitely not the brains of the operation. Yeah. He's, he, but he is the bill. He, puts, he is the money of the operation. It's like the one thing that... I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way. The, the main uh, trope of this film, it's like... It, it's in a lot of other films. It's like, oh, we... This treasure hunt. Oh, it's a clue that leads to another clue, another clue, another clue until we get. Which you know is is perfect for storytelling. But at the same token, if you're like coming from the the perspective of the character, you got to be like frustrated, like fuck. How are we not there yet? I'm tired of just finding these post-it notes that say "Go here." Honestly, this is where, honestly, ugh. I feel that way towards the end of the movie. I'm like, fuck. That there, that that movie, like. Like, like I said, I do enjoy this movie. Yeah, like, oh yeah, same I, I, here. I love it for what it is, but that is one thing that frustrates me about it. Like, I, I know it. That's a bit, especially in like you know, like lost treasure, like treasure finding movies and shit like that. Yeah. But it's like, oh god, like when we do get to the end, I have a big one about that. It's just fucking insane yeah. to me. Well, there's, there's, there's no. It's not a good movie to watch when you're tired, especially if you've already seen it. Yeah, because like by minute, like by the hour fifteen or so, you're like, okay, I know how the rest of this goes. Let's hurry the fuck up. Like we can fast forward now. Yeah, I remember this bit. 
I'm very tired, you know. So I, I get that. Uh, and also, you know, Sean Bean, for being the villain and threatening lots of murder, was actually pretty tame yeah. as far as movie villains go. Because, like, like, he didn't threaten the kid who had the letters from the silence do good stuff. He gave him 100 bucks yep. for a single word. You know, he had several opportunities to shoot people. Like, this guy's probably going to get in my way later. We should shoot him now. Like, no, every time he or his men shot, it was heat of the moment sort of thing. Yep. And he didn't, he didn't, like, he didn't kill anybody. John Bean did nothing wrong in this movie. I'm, I'm not going to have I'm just saying, as far as villains go. Yeah, yeah on a sliding scale of evil, he didn't do that much Yeah, evil. like, he wouldn't really yeah. that, I wouldn't even say he was evil. He was just really greedy and willing to go way too far to get the thing he wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and can we talk, since we're talking about plans and stuff, the, the hero's plan is to do the thing that they refuse to do for the villain. Yeah. So, so like, the villain comes to them and it's like, <laughs> hey, steal the Declaration of Independence. No, okay, and then they fight, and then it's like the only way we can save the Declaration of Independence is by stealing. Well, he was going to steal it the right way, with to, honor. Uh, to be fair, he did go to every major law organization and try to tell them what was going to happen. Yep, and they all laughed like, in their faces. Yeah, because like that, that's what Riley kept saying when they were talking to a mean declaration lady. Uh, is like that's where we lost the FBI. That's where we lost, we lost the Department of Defense. Yeah. yeah. So they tried, like they tried real hard, but they knew that Sean Bean was going to get the declaration, and once he was done with it, it would be destroyed. So the best way to keep it safe would be to steal it themselves so that they could also look for the treasure and keep the declaration safe. Since we are on that scene, I do want to say that is one of my favorite Nick Cage bits of the movie when he is trying to explain what they're doing without explaining what they're doing. Yeah, it's so good, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I loved every bit of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I made a note during that scene, too, that, that like halfway nervous Cage doing his best is, is just so good because he's so believable. Yeah. In that, in such an unbelievable scene, it's like, well, where'd you get this information from? A pipe? Well, can I see the pipe? Well, I don't have it. Well, where's it tell you to go? To steal the decoration? Well, no, they, they yeah. just it spirals. <laughs> yeah, did, did Bigfoot take it? Well, we've wasted enough of your time. Be, it's like straight up, like uh, have a good, have it's a like good night, how dare you and just First of all, bitch. Second of all, did Bigfoot take it somewhere? My dad's like, what? <laughs> Cannon Senior just like just jerks alive. <laughs> but no, I can't remember if we've talked about that on the show or not. I don't know. No, you talked about AYC, it's not on KGB. Oh, okay, okay, that's yeah. right. Yes, the the other show <laughs> that left all those cards at Magic City. Con. Wait a minute. <laughs> all that littering that was done <laughs> for our show, weirdly enough. How crazy. And again, you can't distance yourself from the problem that you started. And again, if you and if you work there and you found them in the elevator, uh, that wasn't us. Nope, that was all you can hear podcast. (laughs) Uh, I will say the the Cage's performance was really understated. A lot of this, like it was, it was very believable. Yeah, for an adventure movie like this, especially because he had uh, Riley there, who was the silly guy. You know, he, he could afford to be more straightforward. Except for the one part in the scene at the big gala where they're stealing the declaration, where he's talking about all the things that would have happened to the founding fathers if they had been caught. And he lets himself go way more cagey. Especially when he says, mm-hmm. like, he's like, would have hanged, drawn, shot, drawn, and quartered. Uh, and then, let's see. 
Like that set torn out and set on fire. Yeah. Uh, here's their entrails cut out and burned. Like he just went full and burned. <laughs> right. I and still think that's let the half- mass crack just a little bit and like <laughs> that's like half caught cage. Yeah. No. That's that's, like, not, that's not even like the same ballpark. As that, that's like cage. a tenth cage. That was like him subtly flexing in a movie where he didn't have to flex. Yeah. And that was also right next to another thing I wanted to talk about because you mentioned this during the movie and I'm really curious. Uh, Nicholas Cage, in order to get down to the declaration, steals mean declaration lady's fingerprints, thumbprints specifically, yeah. by using a, uh, a like a like a one finger of a latex glove, it seems like a thumb condom. He's using a thumb condom. And you told me that this is used uh, in your uh, particular area of work. Yes. In case of cuts and yes. other boo-boos. And uh, I have never seen them despite working in that because I worked at a certain grocery store when I was a younger man in produce. I was the assistant produce manager because no one else wanted the job because the produce manager was a dick. And so one of my jobs was to cut up the fresh fruit that's out on the shelves in this particular store, which I won't name, but it, it rhymes with Pin Bixie. <laughs> and my and even then, only locals will know that chain. Yeah, so I'm cutting up the fruit. And again, this is, this is like 10 years ago. So it's not like last week, don't worry. I'm cutting up the fruit, the watermelon, and we should have had chainmail gloves. We didn't have chainmail gloves because they were cheap. And I cut my finger. And you, I still have a scar. It goes from the middle knuckle to the end knuckle. It's just like slice it right open, bled all over the watermelon. And my manager, who again was a dick, uh, grabbed the bowl of bloody fruit, washed it out, kept the fruit in the bowl, handed me a napkin and a sticker that says fresh fruit and said, wrap your finger in that and keep cutting. Well, I'm <clears throat> I'm sorry, but it sounds like that particular um, Din Pixie needs to be shut down. <laughs> Again, this was... What the fuck? Yeah, this was 10 years ago. Gross. And he just took the bowl from me and put it out on the shelves. That's like all the codes at once. Yeah. And I went to the store shattered. manager and said, this is what just happened. I don't know which bowl of watermelon this was. There's six out there, but we obviously can't sell those. But uh, the man of produce manager was boys with the store manager. So he was like, no, you're fine. If you want to keep your job, just go back to what you're doing. And so I quit the next week. I just uh, I just no-showed, went to the movies. Yeah? Yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah, thumb condom would have been real nice. Yeah, I still don't know what they're uh, technically called. Uh, we just call them finger condoms. Yeah. You get, no, I mean, you get a, good a little nick, you put a Band-Aid on it, you a put thundum. that over it, and then you like keep going about your day. Finger dong bags. They feel weird. They're like really snug. Like I've I've cut my finger there a couple of times. I've had to use one, and like they're just like strangely snug. Like I mean, it's doing its job, but at the same time, I'm like, this feels weird. I don't like it. That's very fair. Very fair. Necessary evil. So yeah, Uh, don't go to the pin Lixie. (laughs) Near actually, they're probably fine now. That that store manager got fired for theft. Like embezzling theft. Oh so, dear! But, yeah. but I'm just imagining the opening scene from the um, rebooted uh, Incredible Hulk, where <laughs> you're trying to rush down the line to get that one drop of blood that, <laughs> <laughs> that hit on a, on a uh, Coke bottle. And but, 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 uh, apparently, someone grabbed it uh, just before you got there, and now they're they turn into shimmy when they get mad. <laughs> 
Well, if Bacardi would stop putting the wrong goddamn dates on their commercials. <laughs> they, they just they just shim out. During the uh, montage where they were planning out their scheme to get the declaration, hmm. uh, there's a moment where Nick Cage uh, is making himself a TV dinner, and he doesn't take a bite out of it. That wasteful bitch. Well, how, to, be, to be fair. How dare you, sir? I mean, it did look like a shitty banquet dinner. I mean, it looked like dog food. He didn't even raw. stir it. Look, like it looked like spaghetti and half of it was still look, soft. I know TV dinners are garbage. That being said, there used to be this um, this uh, Mexican food um, brand that had TV dinners. H- haven't seen them in forever, and I just wish they still existed. Because for what they were... I'd keep buying them. There's the uh, the TV dinner that does like just the turkey and gravy. I want to yeah, I want to but just the, that turkey and gravy, the one, the big one that's just turkey and brown yeah, gravy. Yeah, like the family size. Yeah, those are <laughs> fucking delicious. I love that. I might get some of those this I just week, imagined like a single family <laughs> single giant banquet. It's like I may or may not have, you know, bought like a quote-unquote family-sized lasagna of I don't know what brand and you know Stouffer's and I don't know maybe and eating it myself <laughs> yeah. yeah no I mean I might have done that a few times uh, another thing I like to think of in headcanon is that Harvey Keitel is still playing his character from Pulp Fiction he's just the wolf retired from criminal shit and now he works for the FBI He's also yes. secretly a Freemason. Which yes. I forgot that Harvey Keitel was in this movie, and when I saw him, I uh, I got very excited. Very excited? In my pants. No, not in my pants. Oh. <laughs> no one look under the table. He's just it's like, really horny for Harvey Keitel. <laughs> so horny for Harvey. But then Hashtag horny for Harvey. <laughs> be, be sure, be sure to, granted, depending on which, which Harvey you're, you're talking about, you may not want that PR. Yeah, go, go, with, go with horny for cartel. Kytel. Yeah, that one. Why does Horny for Harvey sound so much better? Because of, because of the alliteration. Yeah, so the alliteration I, I say yeah. tweet both. Hashtag horny alliteration for, rules. Horny for Harvey <laughs> and Horny for Cartel. Just throw it out there and Kytel. see what kind of hits you get. I'm not horny for the cartel. I'm horny for Kytel. <laughs> I'm not trying to get fucking whacked over here. <laughs> Shit. Hey, the, the, the fucking cartel's like very nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get, you know, the uh, uh, the AYCH edition of Narcos. Yeah. You know who I'm not horny for in this movie? John Voight. John Voight's a bitch in this movie. John Voight's just a piece of shit. Like, John Voight's like, like... Forget all the other people we've talked shit about, you know. Forget forget Amber Heard. You know, uh, forget the couple of mean things we said about Colin Firth that we walked back because Colin Firth is great. No, Colin Firth no. is, a, is a good guy. We just decided to, 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 to specifically to bully him. All right, here, all right, so. Forget the John Cusack shit. John Voight's a piece of shit. All right, at this point, they, like, have the declaration, you know, Riley, like, shot a a fucking laser at it, and, you know, shit, we got to check on the declaration. It has a fucking fever. (laughs) And so... Yeah, because he has, like, a 1998 camcorder that shoots a fucking tactical laser sight out of. I mean, it did look like it was, like, taped onto the camcorder, correct? If I remember correctly. Then, like, the old-ass lady, she's looking dead at the declaration. Why did nobody notice the fucking green laser? 
Because in movies, people can't see green lasers. <laughs> Unless Everyone. you're like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Every person in this universe is oh. red, green, colorblind. <laughs> Shout out to Workaholics fans out there if you got that bit. Sorry. But, point B. Yeah, what was your point? Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> and Mask of Zorro. Yes, exactly. Ooh, We're going to watch those movies because... Yeah, that, the Mask of Zorro is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember really when is. Michael Douglas said he got throat cancer because he kept going down on Catherine Zeta-Jones because they're married. Yep. It's actually about to leave. Turns out <coughs> uh, Hank Pym eats more pussy than Batman. <laughs> but the point I was going to make, you said that John Voight was a bitch in this movie. I can confirm he's a bitch, right? When they show up to his house, Riley just sits his ass down and starts eating his fucking food. Eating a man's food that he just fucking met. Hey, hey, bro, I'm going to eat your food. This pizza, I'm eating your Damn. fucking to food. Be, to be fair, when they John walked Boyd in, got John Boyd <laughs> got his pizza cut. Now, 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 when they walked in... <laughs> Are y'all ready for me to rain on your parade? Uh, Why not? (laughs) He offered them some pizza. When? As they were walking in. He said, come in, make yourself at home. There's some pizza over there. Okay, my head cannon is John Voight got fucked. (laughs) You know what? In my head cannon, he got got pizza cut. He got pizza cut. Dial 1-800-PIZZA-CUT. I don't care what you say. Because uh, this was the uh, A.Y.C. Yates cut where we just sort of (laughs) delete any, like, lines or scenes that (laughs) contradict our bits. Well, to be fair, Thomas Jefferson did that with the Bible, so why don't we do that with the movie? Yeah, he Bible. Yeah. So this was like part two of uh, Nick Cage's strong uh, starched collar game in this movie. Like, he had the... His collar was on point. God, God, he could two fuck, points that whole time. He, he could fucking kill somebody with that. That is a deadly weapon. Yeah. But yeah, so they go in. They get John Voight, who's a bitch. <laughs> pizza <And> then, bitch. <laughs> he got pizza cooked. And uh, then they get the silence. Do good letters. And they find some glasses. Well, they don't have the silence good, do good letters because they were, they were uh, donated. donated. Right. Well, they, well, they, they have to go to the uh, the house where they just like all the tarps and, and just use like a, a really <laughs> unimplausible amount of just whole ass lemons I in mean, John Boyd's refrigerator. Yeah, well, he had a lot of lemons. Does he have fucking scurvy? <laughs> it's like, it's like they, I don't know about you, but I keep lemons all the time. You just know how they just like looked at each other deep into their eyes and they were just like, we need more juice. We need more heat. Let's Fuck on the Declaration of Independence. God, that fucking document would just crumble. Yeah, that, that that's the R-rated cut. See, that was in the original script. Disney said, no, you can't fuck on the Declaration of Independence. Because the thing is, in the original script, it was not lemon juice. Nope. Um, so, uh, Nicholas Cage, several minutes later, is I'm running. Free speech, Joe. Yep. <laughs> Now, now, John, which now which is more applicable to free speech jail? That pussy juice reference or the cornbread pussy that I made earlier? Oh, fuck nope. yours, hands down. I See, don't- the thing was, you made that like during the film, and I didn't catch it until like you had said it again. I was just like, cornbread pussy? What? 
Pat said some fucking abhorrent shit. And I have the mouth of a goddamn sailor. But this man, with his whole ass fucking chest, said something about cornbread pussy. And I just gagged. You know what? It's funny that Pat, when we're not recording, is always like, well, we got to make sure we keep everything streamlined. Can't be going too crazy, and then then this shit. Well, see, the thing is, when we when we hit Cajun Greatness two so does I, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pat two bitch. So now we're all leveling out to somewhere in the middle. Yes. Also, Fair during enough. during that scene when they're at a bitch Voight's house, um, uh, when he's like, I donated the letters to this museum. The level of petty from his son when he takes the glove that he has on and grabs it with his teeth by the middle finger and pulls it down. And I'm like, that was like the closest thing that this PG Disney film got to an (laughs) F-bomb, in my opinion. Because I was just like, I was like, "Ah, I see what you did there. Don't think I didn't. Anybody else catch that? Yeah, Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Otto, did you catch that? Pretty sneaky, sis. What did Otto think of this movie? Yeah. Otto's been fucking happy for the past few weeks. We've watched a lot of good ones, which yeah. means we need to watch Left Behind soon. <laughs> uh, We're going to do it. Oh, 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 we're just going to go straight down. We can't, like, <laughs> Come on, like, we can't like, wade into the deep end. Nope. Also, let, let me get warmed up first, goddamn. Also, <laughs> you cannot fucking tell me that the following scene, when they were uh, shopping for clothes, that... Those little bits of the film when they were changing was not guest directed by Quentin Tarantino. There was a lot. Tell of me foot. I'm wrong. There, there were a lot of feet. Nick Cage is wearing black socks. The Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger's not wearing anything. Actually, Diane what, Kruger was hmm. in what if Glorious. Oh, what oh. if the shot of her feet is how she got cast in Glorious Bastards? Mother of God. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Out. We, what, what's fucking weird is that's very plausible. That yeah, might be a thing. <laughs> no, you that see, look, fucking look, look, might look. be a thing. We just pulled our own national treasure here. That's right. Oh my god. god. Did y'all see uh, the fucking Oscars when uh, Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and fucking Brad Pitt roast the fuck out of Quentin Tarantino? I didn't see that. He was like, I'd like to thank my cast and crew. I'd like to thank Quentin, Leo, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet. It's Quentin. <laughs> and, then, and then it cuts to Tarantino, and he's just fucking fuming. He's like, all right, listen here, you little <laughs> bitch. Oh, man, Tarantino's not on Twitter, is he? Probably not. Oh man, because I was yeah, going like, to like, ask him that question. Oh if he no! Was on like Tarantino's just sitting in like the, in like his house on with a National Treasure DVD, and he's like, "Yeah, Zion Kruger's going to be my national pleasure." <laughs> uh, Zing! Oh god, no! Ugh, I feel gross. Like he wouldn't like he just like he's just like skulking like a goddamn vulture over like <laughs> like goddamn Nosferatu. It's like. I mean, they know some off suck toes in that movie, so it's pretty close. Uh, all right, Quentin Tarantino, if you're actually listening, we love you. Your movies are pretty great. Don't fucking yeah. speak for me. What? I mean, I, I love Tarantino, but, but he is definitely listening to our show, though. Okay. Oh, we have to assure him. The one time him. he vanity search, searches <laughs> the show, somehow this comes up. <laughs> and we're just calling him like fucking Nosferatu. And like, like, I mean, you want to suck little toes? We're doing like vanity searching. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it. What up, Baron Corbin? You bald bitch. 
See, even the dogs don't like you. They're upstairs Look, barking right now. Big Tar- breakfast, Corbin. Big Tarantino's, breakfast Corbin. Tarantino's clearly a sleazeball. Like, oh, he's, yeah. he's yeah. a bad person. Oh, yeah, hands down. Uh, uh, the, the weird thing about his movies, though, is I like about probably 40 to 45% of his movies, but not like, as in I like this one, not that one. I mean, like, across his entire filmography, there's about mm-hmm. 45% that I like. And then there's a lot of it that I just don't like. Or care about, or even hate. <coughs> just don't have a strong opinion. I mean, yeah, it's it's anywhere from I didn't like this to I don't care about this. Like the last time I rewatched a Tarantino movie, it was Django Unchained, and I stopped about halfway through. Cause I just I just didn't I just didn't care. Uh, well, and that movie's really long too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love Christoph Waltz. I, 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 I do mean, not that, like, that's honestly one of my favorites of his. I don't like Jamie Foxx. I mean, Jamie Foxx does fine. I like Jamie Foxx's stand-up back in the day, but I don't like him in movies. He really? always feel Yeah, he always feels like, even in fucking Amazing Spider-Man 2, he feels like he's trying to be <laughs> much... That's the example you throw out. No, I'm saying, even <laughs> in that movie, he feels like he's trying to be much cooler than his character actually is. Oh, God. Like, because... Because when he was Daddy Warbucks in Annie or like in, in, in uh, Django Unchained, like he's just like yeah. in the movie, like, yeah, I'm sure I'm like in trouble right now, but I'm still the coolest man on this screen. And that's not how you like it doesn't help the scenes. You know, there's supposed to be times where you're you're down or you're weaker than the person on screen. You know, you're not you're not supposed to exude that that try to exude so painfully try to exude that aura of coolness if the movie or the character doesn't fucking call for it. In every movie, he is trying to be Jamie Fox. Oh, he's he's good in things. I love yeah, the movie like, Collateral. I thought his portrayal as Ray Charles was fantastic. Yeah, th- like, like the thing is, is I like, love his Ray Charles. I will say that like, because he me, wasn't being Jamie Fox in a movie; he was somebody yeah. else. Well, when like <coughs> uh, I, I see what you're saying, that, that's how I feel about um, Terrence Howard. Yeah, because Terrence Howard is Terrence Howard in fucking everything he's in, and he's also yeah. a bastard. Yeah, that too. Yeah. What are you about to say, John? About Jamie Fox? Oh, I was like, he, he's like an actor. Like, I don't really have a strong opinion on, like. Like, I like him in the things I've seen him in. I haven't really seen much with him in. I, I also remember his days in In Living Color. I oh, do. yeah. Was, that, that, that show was fucking hilarious. I love In Living Color. Yeah. And the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the, the Jim Carrey boom of 94, and then my uncle was like, oh, yeah, he was in a show from back in the day, and that's when I was introduced to In Living Color. I was like, holy shit, back when he was James Carrey. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Well, I, like, I watched that show as a very young kid because my parents didn't care. Same. Uh, Samesies. So, like, that's where I discovered Keenan, uh, uh, Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer, yeah. who I love, and that's why I watched Blank Man when it came out in theaters. Oh, God, I fucking love Blank Man I have so a Blank much. Man shirt that our, my friend Emilio gave me for my birthday, and it's just him on the front in his suit says, I need to speak to the commissioner. Like, I fucking love Blank Man. Oh, is that uh, on Blu-ray? Because it needs to be on... Is that not a Criterion collection yet? What the fuck, yeah, it should people? Be. Yeah. The entirety of In Living Color. No, no, uh, Blank Man. Blank Man. Have you never seen Blank Man? I've never seen Blank Man. Oh, I do oh, not know what y'all man. are talking about. Yeah, Jonathan, about. I thought you had the ear to the uh, Criterion Collection Committee. <laughs> they still haven't responded to my tweet about getting a Criterion edition of Ready to Rumble. All right, look, I'm, we might have, like, my birthday episode 
it, like there's like three or four things that I want to put on there for us to watch, and Blank Man might be in the lead now. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to um uh, to tell you what to do, <laughs> but if it would also be uh, Cannon's birthday if he watches that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, like watch whatever. But oh my god, I have not seen Blank Man in a fucking eternity. I watched it a year and a half ago. Oh man, I I love that movie. I did a back to back with that and Major Pain. Oh, I love Major Pain. That's a good movie. Major Pain's great. Like, like I what? mean, it's it's not a good movie. One of but the I, yes, it is. I love it. One of the first movies I saw multiple times in theaters. No. Oh my god, I was an ROTC kid. That so finger we, part we, still gets me. I still <laughs> <like, laughs> yeah. want to show me a little take take that mind off that pain. But fuck, where were we? National Treasure? Yeah, what? yeah. I'm like, um, <laughs> like while y'all were talking, I was trying to like back and route. forth adventure. They go under a crypt. Oh, yeah. The, the last thing I remember was Shaw they're dies. going to get Ben Franklin's uh, X-ray glasses. Right. They get, they, get the, they get the specs. They get the Wild Wild West 3D glasses. That yeah. Ben Franklin totally didn't invent so he can look at titties because he, <laughs> cause that man survived off of prostitutes and bread. Yeah, he, he, he was an he, asshole, too. He was very horny. Yeah. How horny was he? <laughs> like, he, he's like evil on the horny He scale. would bathe naked with French ladies. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I forgot to mention earlier. He like, had a lot of kids. Like what? What the initial like uh, declaration heist, the chase scene. Like the bad guys are in a food truck, and yep. like every like bump and like turn they take, like every like kitchen utensil it just, just starts just flying. flying everywhere. Yeah, apparently, they they just actually just had a fully stocked food truck. Just like they were selling shit on the way <laughs> to the venue. That was the catering truck. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it, use it. You know what's funny is that that opening chase with them in the van and then the food truck reminded me of something out of Grand Theft Auto. It felt like a Grand Theft Auto chase to me. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, because somehow those vans and the food trucks were taking some tight-ass turns yeah. that should not have been possible. <laughs> also, uh, the, the Nick Cage mobile, it was kind of bulletproof as sick for the glass. Yeah, like bullets bounced off the side of the van, leaving no marks. It was made out of the same material that was protecting the Declaration of Independence. Clearly. I love that he just used it as a shield. Even though it has like bulletproof glass, he just like pew, pew, like bouncing off like Wonder Woman's like gauntlets. And like, uh, I believe this was uh, after they, they find the glasses. There's a there's a bit in the film where like Nick Cage is, you know, just casually strolling and then a band passes and like baddies are like tailing him. And then as soon as a band passes, he's fucking booked. And like, God, he's just like hauling ass down the sidewalk. And that was fucking hilarious. That gave me a huge chuckle. And then he did all that hardcore parkour across the Yeah, rooftops. he's like jumping across. <laughs> like top. flipping over tombstones, getting shot at. Yep. Proper action. I don't know what made me laugh when Nick Cage does the little dive over the tombstone. That made me chuckle. It was like watching it again. Like it's it. I mean, like we said earlier, like this. It is an action movie. Also, like had to have been catered to you know like families. It's like you know this is the action movie you can you know go on a a Sunday um, uh, matinee matinee with. You know, this is a PG action movie. By Disney. It's like it's so action light. The the more I think about it, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just like we went from like uh, a face off where like you you look at something and it explodes. Yeah, in a shower <laughs> of blood and brains. It's like sparks everywhere. And you just got Nick Cage doing like a eh, over a eh. tombstone. <laughs> it's, it's it's a very like inoffensively like 
endangering film. Like, you know, like a, a little kid's probably not going to be upset by like the explosions <coughs> or, or the yeah. noise or just like the depravity of a villain. Uh, honestly, this movie feels like tailor made to be watched in like fifth period math class. Yeah. When the yeah, teacher has so. nothing to do. You know what, man? The, the, you don't have finals this week. Oh, well, here, let's just watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something like National Treasure. Like, this is, this is what you watch in, in, uh, in social studies when the teacher has a headache. I can almost guarantee you. I have seen National Treasure in a class at some point. Because oh, I was still here. in high school when this shit came out. Because I think the first time I saw this movie was in a class. Word. Yeah. Has big school Thank energy. You, American education system. Also, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Justin Bartha, who plays Riley, I thought he was great in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's excellent. He was oh, just yeah. a fucking doofus. Uh, I mean, the smart doofus, but you know. Yeah. He and Cage had a terrific rapport. Yeah. And I feel like he might have had uh, a lot of, like, carte blanche on some of his lines because some yeah. of those had to have been, like, off the cuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd think... Just like, the delivery. Yeah, he, he was very, very good. I'd love to see a spinoff show of him. Yeah. I did think it was funny how it, for a lot of it just kind of seemed like he's doing a good bit of the heavy lifting when it comes to, like, you know, that he's doing, like, the nerd hacker shit. He's, like, breaking into, like, the vaults and all this, and Nick Cage just, like, waltzes his merry ass in. And one thing I was kind of surprised by for, like, what's more or less, like, a heist adventure film, the, quote, crew is, like, three people. And yeah. then, then, like, Geezer Dad shows up at the end to just, like, fuck around. Yeah, usually it's a five-man band. And uh, and Riley was very much the audience POV character. Yeah. Like he was the one, like, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know that. They're just speaking Greek for some reason. Her. You know, <laughs> and then anytime like he said, like they need sciencey shit, everyone else can be the audience surrogate, the layman. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were so many moments in this film that reminded me of other films. I know you like you're just gonna like see inspiration like everywhere and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but, no new stories anymore. Like so. the fact that like uh, the whole movie, um, uh, Nick Cage Gates, he is just saying the whole time he's basically saying without saying it belongs in a museum. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. It really does. <laughs> and um, there was an, one scene that that I never uh, caught uh, until tonight's viewing uh, gave me just straight True Lies vibes. Like when he's in the party in the tuxedo and um, uh, he's talking, uh, you can hear Riley in the earpiece. He's like, <laughs> get out of there, Romeo. Like I'm sitting there like trying, like digging in my Google search looking for the True Lies fucking script because I'm pretty sure that like, um, damn it, what's his name? Um, Tom Arnold said that to Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie in pretty much the same scene, just in a different scenario. Might have. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. Oh, True Lies is great. Been that that might be on my short list on my birthday episode. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of birthday episodes, next week oh. is our boy Pat's birthday. Yay. My birthday. It's Pat. It's, it's Pat. me. I'm the Pat. Also, the, they they find the treasure. Yay! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They find the treasure after like going through like three empty treasure rooms yep. and then getting to the actual see that's a that's the time the rule of three sucks that's a, that that's like the trope <laughs> from earlier like it's a clue that leads to another clue but this is like literally 
Like, why is this movie two hours at this point? Yeah. You just went mm-hmm. through three rooms with jack and shit. Don't tell me it was to further the goddamn plot. It didn't have to be that long. Honestly, yeah. it, it made me understand more how people feel when they watch Return of the King. Uh, how there's like five endings. Like, if you've read the book, you're expecting, you know where this shit is done. You're expecting five endings. But people who had never read the book, they're getting there. And it's like, okay, we're here now. Okay, okay, bow to no one. Yeah, all right. Now, okay, now, oh yeah, boat ride by Bilbo. Yeah, okay, okay. Now we, oh no, he's leaving. Okay, that's kind of all right. Well, God damn it, when is this movie going to end? But the thing is, is like that. Not that I feel that way. I uh, yeah, adore uh, every second of it. Yeah, which like I, th- that's one of the criticisms of Lord of the Rings. I'm just like. Because well, it's happened not only to be the end of this particular movie, but the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Like, so you're, there's so many things you're going to have to wrap up. You just watch 12 hours. You can stand another 12 minutes, you bitch. Yeah. No, I, I get that. But this this movie helped me understand a little bit more how people they, feel. They could, they could definitely had to use some editing. It's almost just like they were mandated to, to be tw- like two hours, and then it's like, oh, shit, we got to like bring some shit out. <coughs> Because when it like when they get down into like the the big spooky like cobweb bottomless pit room, and then they get into like the one tomb room, and then they push a button after they send Sean Bean on like a bullshit trip, they and they get into another room, they put a button in a in a socket, turn it, then they get yeah. to the actual treasure. The room. pipe from the opening action scene. Yeah, like, oh, remember this 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 gun you thought you forgot? Well, and it, shooting blanks, buddy. <laughs> like if this were a video game. And you went into these three rooms, and there, there weren't even like you know, a- ammo for you to pick up, a a health pickup or anything like that. Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Especially if you're thinking of the because I was you know if this would be like a an action. Well, I would say to to back up that on top of being kind of like a little long in the tooth again. Even though the movie ends on a happy note, it feels kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, well, yeah. it's because there's no like fight scene or anything. It's like, okay, well, we're Sean Bean, we're leaving, bye. And then, ah, right, we got the treasure, yay! Now we're gonna have Sean Bean arrested. He lives. And then I think it's like they, the, the treasure survives. It's not like there's like a self destruct <laughs> sequence and all the treasure's gone except for like one little coin or something. Yeah, like literally all of it's still there. Yeah, like, yeah. And they they make a lot of money off of it. But it I mean, could have paid a lot more if Dick Cage yeah. wasn't a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also he got that quality from his dad. Yeah. Also, he's talking about like giving it to these museums and shit. Like, bitch, they make more than enough money. You could end world hunger with that, and you're just not. Yeah. Fuck it, you. Because like it was estimated, what all that was worth, 10 like million. ten billion dollars yeah. with yeah. a B. Yeah. You can yeah. end world hunger right now. Yeah, but this is a Disney movie. They don't care about that. Oh, they don't. Because like Disney, because if you're poor, fuck you. Because like, because like, like I, I, am, I am just imagining like Nick Cage going up to like a soup kitchen. It's like I hear he needs some some money, and he just drops fucking Keen Tut's like sarcophagus <laughs> at the desk. Yeah. Here you go, un like unfiltered gold bouillon. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, but overall, though, taking it face value, <laughs> it's a good movie. Yep, it's yeah, just fun. it's a fun time. It's a good movie. Yeah. And and I, and I will say, even though it ends like maybe in an an anticlimactic way for an action movie, it stills, you know, it subverts expectations in ways like, oh, they got to save yeah. the gold, they got to give it away in further body blue. So like in a way, it's sort of unexpected, but 
you know, I would say not in a, necessarily a bad way. It's because it's not really an action movie. It's an adventure movie. Adventure movie. And yeah. those end differently. They don't have to have a, a big shootout at the end. Like, the, the whole point of it was, we found the treasure. Yay! There goes the bad guy wrapped up in a nice little bow. Okay, yeah. that, happy Look ending. at that, dumbass. Yeah. I do like that Sean Bean survived this. And yeah, he also rare. survived both Silent Hill movies, which is just hilarious Strangely. to me. Like, There's a cockroach behind you. Oh, God damn I it. I mean, it's not a spider this time. I will I say that. <laughs> Why does this shit always happen? It's going towards you, Shimmy. <laughs> oh, he's running away. Well, Justin's running away and the cockroach is running away. Get the fucking mop. <laughs> you cussed me for getting the mop last time, and now you're like, get the mop now. Someone get the mop, see? <laughs> Someone kill that damn thing. Let's do it. I just can't work under these conditions. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the only one in front of a mic yeah, right now. It's well, a team back. effort. I went to go get the mop, now Johnson kind of smushed this big uh, ass roach. Oh, and it's down. Did I get it? I don't no, know. Is it coming right towards me? Oh. oh, but it's on the floor. I'm gonna stop. Oh, okay. it's, it's the. the the cockroach is barreling towards Jim and John at oh god. breakneck speed. <laughs> I can't see what's happening right now. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my die. God. Yeah, funnel it towards Jimmy so he can oh smush it. Oh, my God. It. Best episode ever. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Best episode ever. Just fucking. Yeah, uh, be sure to tune in next episode where um, a fucking Mothra attacks or some <laughs> shit. Like, Jesus Christ. God damn it. Okay. Because now we're going to have to fight fucking Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I do want to say, like, uh, I know we're, we're probably not far from wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, no, we've been going for hour 15. So uh, There was another note that another bit I thought was funny. I just wanted to share it with the world. And, uh, okay, it was early in the movie. In fact, it was when uh, the very beginning when they were in the snow on the ship. Um, uh, Sean Bean's character is just like you know the Knights Templar is the, the treasure of all treasures and I'm just you know calling bullshit right then and there because why was there a sequel because in the sequel they looked at his family history you shut your hole okay. and there, and I, my a, point was valid and my point a book was of valid. secrets yeah that about his family history. I yeah. mean, I know we'll get to that one eventually, but I will say yeah, I did not enjoy that one that much. I'm it, not saying it. It's not great. Yeah, I wanted it to be, but it's not great. Could you um, imagine what if uh, Ed Harris's character in that movie just? I mean, I know like it wouldn't work in the case of like who the person was actually playing in the film, but just just for some batshit bananas reason, John Travolta. I mean, that'd have been fun. That'd have been more fun. Even age up a John Travolta. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, the (laughs) point is, cockroaches are the goddamn devil. (laughs) Spiders are also the goddamn devil. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've low-key been just, like, looking around the whole show. Oh, you know, while you were taking a shit before we started, I did a spider (laughs) channel. Oh, yeah. I had to take a pregame dumpers there, bud. Uh, uh, Whatever attacks us next week is also the goddamn devil. Uh, just preemptively. Next week, though, uh, real quick, we'll talk about next week before we wrap it up and say goodnight. Uh, as we said, it is Pat's birthday. Yay! Yay! I'm so, super uh, excited. And you know, I if, can't wait to get all your gifts. Yeah. Well, you already got mine, so... <laughs> no, yeah. I, no I, I was talking to the audience. Right. Uh, <laughs> the audience... All of you. For Pat's gifts, make sure that you go... 
buy yourself something nice at tpublic.com slash user slash KG Crate. Don't do that shit. What if, what if Pat just gets a bunch of fucking T Public bags in the mailbox <laughs> and it's just all the same shirt? <laughs> don't do that, people who listen to the show. Yes, also, definitely don't, don't do that. Don't send him the one with his face on it. Yeah. Definitely don't send him a straight shooting shirt. <laughs> Def- don't make it a medium either. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Absolutely <laughs> don't no do that. Don't make it extra small. Don't. <laughs> I don't think Pat can wear an extra small. Uh, I, I got an extra small once and I look like I, I am stole cor- a child's shirt. Medium is correct, right? Uh, adult small to medium. Uh, okay. I have an extra small shirt that I use as a bandana. Because it's not going to fit anywhere else. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's his birthday. So that means we'll be doing a special episode. And still it's, still no hints as to what it is. It's just a TBT? Uh, TBD uh, for you and for me. Oh, okay. So you haven't figured it's it out mystery. yet. I mean, if y'all have short lists, so do I. Evolution Rose is a mystery. Cocktail. Yeah. Woo. All right. So yeah, it'll be a special uncaged episode uh, of Pat's Choosing. So uh, it, it may very well be a lot more dumb, random bullshit. We don't know. We'll see. Well, well, if it's going to be an uncaged, then you're guaranteed that. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so th- that's National Treasure. I think we did pretty well in terms of staying on the movie. Probably about 40%. Yeah. Uh, I would say 50. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I say, like, like, I, like you said before, we even hit record. We knew going in, we, it was probably... Not gonna have a lot to say about it, but at the same token, I feel like we said a lot about it. Yeah, no, it's just, it's like raising Arizona. It's just one of those really good, inoffensive movies that like is like we can sit here and tell you, oh yeah, this part was neat, and this part was neat, and this part was neat. But if you've seen it, you already know those parts are neat. So there's not much to say about it. But and the uh, movie's so good that it warrants no conversation. Also, uh, speaking of future episodes, Pat brought this to my attention. We do have a Travolting development coming soon. Do I need to pick one? Uh, let me see. Uh, I didn't know if we had one for that. Yes, Travolta, From now on, Travolting Development will be your pick. All right, word. I got it. Uh, actually, uh, uh, next week we're going to be doing just as a quick a preview for the month of July for everybody. All like twenty eight, twenty nine of you listening. Uh, uh, July fifteenth is when we're recording. So the you know following Thursday, next Thursday's episode will be Pat's uncaged birthday episode. Yeah. The following week we'll be doing Mom and Dad, which is one of my favorites. Nice, excellent film with uh, with what's her face, and then also that one guy, and then someone else, and also Nicolas Cage. Yes, yep. Nicolas Cage. All those vague names. Yeah, and then for the final week of we'll be filming or recording in July, so it'll be the first one of August if my math works out. That'll be Travolting Development, which okay. will be your pick. All right. And then I swear after, it I, better be Michael. God damn it! I mean, I would be surprised if it, I mean, it's it's Cannon's pick. He gets to pick what you, we want, watch. you want it to be. Michael. No, I was. Hey, well, you, guess can't, what? you can't load those dice. It might be Michael. It might be Michael. My Actually, only request it's, 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 probably, it's, probably, it's probably not going to be Michael. My only request is not Greece. I can't. Summer I can't make loving. that promise. I'm just saying. Me that's my class. request. <laughs> because I, if, oh, you're saying like hypothetically, so hypothetically, if I were to pick Greece, you would not want to be a part of that. Oh no, I'll still be a part of it. I'm just asking you, <laughs> like, like nicely. Please don't make it Greece this time. Don't make it Greece. Well. You see, 
Do you think about like shit? Um, refresh my memory. What was uh, before Face Off in Travolting Development? We've done Broken it was Arrow. Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Broken Arrow. Yeah. Broken Arrow. So that was a good one. Yeah. Fnatic, Broken Quiver. Arrow, and then Face Off. Like, like. I know, like, my heart is telling me to pick a, like, I get a quote-unquote bad one, yeah. but at the same token, I kind of want to pick a good one, too, so, you know. Well, you could do Phenomenon. It, it's up that one was a bit of both. You know what? I, you know what? I love that movie, actually. I haven't seen it since I was, like, 12. I remember thinking it was kind of dumb. I, I don't know why, like, little me watched it all the fucking time because, like, you know, stars east, stars west, I just play the shit over and over again, and... I remember really enjoying it, and you know what? That that just made it to the shortlist. And too. you know, Pulp Fiction's also an option. If we want to keep shitting Pulp, on Tarantino. Pulp Fiction is also an option. <coughs> uh, also, um, I mean, if we're talking about good ones, uh, I forget, Get Shorty's a thing. It is, it is. I even, like, I, I mean, Guilty Pleasure, what have you. I don't care. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, be Cool. It was dumb, but... It could have been a lot worse. It, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And we could hate ourselves and watch Gotti. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make y'all watch Be Cool first, and then we'll do Get Shorty, just to confuse the shit out of it. So the point is, there's a lot of stuff coming your way. I can throw the Punisher at you. You could throw the oh god, that'd like be fun. That, that's gonna be like your birthday, like birthday slash <laughs> birthday month. Now, 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 like my actual episode, I'm just like, oh my god, like that's the one I'm like stressing hard over, and that's still months away. <laughs> yeah, like, like I am just like sweating in bed thinking about what episode I'm gonna. <laughs> the thing that keeps him up at night. <laughs> yeah, that's what's making me sweat, not the, the goddamn heat. Right, it's hot. The- <laughs> yeah, because it's not like we live in the middle of fucking southeast or anything. So anyway, urban cowboy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh, so there's a lot of potential uh, oh. coming your way, listeners. Uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead. Fever. Since we are getting to that point in the recording process where everything might crash if we don't take a break or oh, stop, shit. Uh, we are going to go ahead and say good night. Yes. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We hope that was enough movie content for you, E-Bob. If it wasn't, oh, too fucking bad. <laughs> but thank you for buying our shirt. Like it's like naming just like, one Hey, person. man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, some. And of course, our normal shout outs to friend of the show, Joe, and Postman Frank. And uh, I, I think UPS driver Justin still listening. I don't know. Hadn't talked to him in a while. I need to. I like that guy. He's a good dude. I've known him for years. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening, especially if you're new from the Magic City Con where cards were dropped off by the All You Can Hear podcast. Right, hold on. <laughs> uh, so real quick, everybody, let's just uh, you know tell people where they can find you, John. What's uh, what's what's your stuff? What's what you got? Don't fuck up your Twitter. Don't let them intimidate you. Same. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B O I twenty four and John and twelve on Letterbox. Fuck you. <laughs> We'll get him one day. No, you you already got me one. Yeah, we'll get you again. See, I was waiting for it because like I, I made a point to like just not even look. And if you said fuck y'all, I was gonna be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat, how about you? Oh yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. So John lost his name. My art on Facebook. At John lost his name. Art. And uh, why don't you go ahead. Wire online, check out the AYC8 side of things. Where uh, if you listen to this episode, the week it comes out on Monday, we release episode 218, uh, where <laughs> Jonathan leads us in a discussion of the politics of the VeggieTales character. I, oh fuck, I did that. I, I'm terrified. I for this cannot episode. fucking wait to listen to that. 
It's going to be a hate uh, I apologize in advance for anyone <laughs> I may offend. Yeah, that episode, well, we were in rare form. It was a hoot and a holler. And uh, please check that out. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Cannon. Uh, I am that Cannon guy. You can find me at that Cannon guy at on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And if I've, I know how letters work, that's T. H-A-T-C-A-N-N-O-N-G-U-Y at those things. I'm glad you didn't misspell your own handle. I was. I, I thought I was gonna like. I was nervous. I knew how to spell like, it. Like when, when the the spotlight's on you, and you're just like, I'm still. Fuck. I'm. I'm still shook on the stank you put on the. Fuck you. That was great. He bowed up and everything. That was awesome. He's pretty grumpy. I'm proud. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no longer intimidated. <laughs> and I'm of course uh, Justin. You can find me at you know Captain Chimmy's kind of art. Captain Chimmy's almost music. Uh, anywhere you see Captain Chimmy, that's probably me. You can also find me at the comic strip uh, over in uh, Tuscaloosa, where if you want some comics, I'll sell you some comics. Uh, we got comics. And you can also find me here on Caging Greatness or all our social media at Caging Greatness or, or in the case of Facebook at Cage Greatness Podcast, I think it is, because they don't like the word caging on Facebook. I don't know why that is. It's weird, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, like it, it's, it wasn't an acceptable word. So I, I don't remember which. Just search Caging Greatness Podcast. Uh, it'll come up. Yeah, it yeah. should pop up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, you'll find it. Uh, but again, as always, thank you for listening. And remember that mm. Thomas Jefferson is a giant <laughs> piece of shit, just like John Voigt <clears throat> and Amber Heard and H.P. Lovecraft and Richard Stanley. A lot of people that have been in these uh, movies that we've watched. But most importantly, never let anyone cage your greatness. National Treasure and West Wing are in the same universe, and I will not stand by to hear otherwise. I shitted on the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) God. God, So, Jonathan, what about my cornbread pussy bit? Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?